Welcome to the QChat Business Podcast, hosted by the Quincy Area Chamber of Commerce in partnership with Town Square Media. Thank you for tuning in to Episode 6 of the QChat Business Podcast. We are excited to bring you our first episode of the new year with our special guest, Sean Valter from the Adams County Farm Bureau. Sean, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. You know, getting to know you and getting to know the Adams County Farm Bureau, can you tell us about what the Farm Bureau does? Yeah, Farm Bureau is an association, so members pay dues, and then we represent them. Uh, We have lobbyists, full-time lobbyists in Springfield and Washington, D.C., and then we also look out for their interests locally here, whether it's an issue with the county board or something going on out in the county. You know, we kind of try to look out and be the eyes and the ears for the farmers. Uh, They're busy doing their job, so we're here to kind of help them out. Absolutely. It sounds a lot like kind of what we do here at the Chamber in a way, but uh, you guys are very ag-focused. So what are your current concerns with our ag community, and what do they face right now in our current climate? Yeah, you know, I think there's always some concerns out there, never knowing what's coming around the bend, trying to look down the road. But farmers are pretty optimistic. Obviously, we deal with a lot of different issues thrown at us each year, whether it's weather conditions that are out of our control or whether it might be a piece of legislation coming down. The problem with agriculture that makes it a little unique compared to the other businesses that maybe the chamber deals with is that farmers have to, they're a price taker on both ends and they have no way of adding value to what they make when they get ready to sell it. So, you know, in the spring they go buy their seed, feed, fertilizer, you know, they're, they're paying a retail price Mm -hmm. for that, have no control what they pay for it. They plant it, grow it all year, take it to the market in the fall to the grain elevator and then they just get whatever the market is willing to pay that day. So throughout the year uh, or throughout the years, if, um, you know, if we, the the state or the federal legislature passes some type of what I would call an unfunded mandate, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the farmers have no way of passing that cost along with their final product. So uh, I think that's why Farm Bureau is very important to be out there to look out for the farmer's interests. What's your personal relationship with Ag and uh, the Farm Bureau? What brought you to where you are today? I grew up in Southern Illinois. My family owns farms down there, right on the Ohio River. Went to University of Illinois, got an Ag Econ marketing degree. And my first job with Farm Bureau right out of college was Anna Jonesboro, right south of Carbondale. I was down there almost three years, and the opportunity came up to interview in Adams County, and I had to get the map out and figure out exactly (laughs) where Quincy was. But after I figured that out, I got hired here in 1993, uh, June 1st, 1993. It rained every day. And then pretty soon we had the flood, as most people remember. Uh, it It was a great opportunity for me. It was kind of like baptism by fire. I met a lot of people right away with the drainage districts and other uh, entities that I probably would not have had it not been for the flood. So it was actually a a good indoctrination into Adams County and the Quincy area. Absolutely. No, I always talk about how there's opportunity and adversity. And with that, it looks like you really reap those rewards with getting to know those people, especially during such a weird time like the 1993 flood. So that's really cool. Going a little bit further into agribusiness, uh, how does our ag community impact our local economy? And how does it impact it statewide as well? 
I think when you look at Quincy and the tri-state area in general, we are a rural community, even though we feel like we're a little metropolitan here in Quincy. uh, You know, it's ag that's driving the the economy here. When the farmers are doing good, the other businesses tend to do good. There's a lot of trickle down. Every time the farmer's making a little money out there, he's coming to town, buying a new truck, doing this, doing that. But I think when you look at our uh, business community, a lot of that is driven by agriculture, whether it's ADM down the river or ADM on 24th Street. You've got Titan uh, Titan Wheel, you know. They're making the rims for a lot of uh, or most all of the agriculture, uh, you know, equipment. Yeah. So when the ag community is doing good, Quincy community, uh, business community, I feel is doing good. Absolutely. So. It sounds like it goes out further than just the farmer or further than just the individual receiving the product. It is the the total local economy. And, you know, yeah. as far as that, it all trickles down to the state and then locally as well. So, no, I think that's great. I really kind of want to jump ahead and I've got some uh, more interesting questions. I had to ask a little bit. I was I was wondering, you know, I was like, I, I know ag isn't just all farmers all the time. It goes beyond that. So, and this is speaking to future retention and attraction for Quincy, Illinois. How does the Farm Bureau work with local schools to promote like FFA and other ag-related fields? Is that uh, some involvement that you have there? Yeah, we work very closely with the FFA chapters. Uh, and it's really great. Quincy finally came back online a few years ago and have has a full ag program, a dedicated ag teacher, uh, Kelly Wyman is yeah, the FFA advisor. So that's great. So we have five chapters in Adams County, wow. one in every school district now. So that is great. We also partner with U of I Extension. We have a full-time ag literacy coordinator, and she goes into all grades but concentrates more maybe on the grade school level to teach the younger kids where does their food come from? Yeah. What's the food and fiber industry like? How, how does ag play a role in their life? And I think a lot of uh, – you know, a lot of people, general consumers, maybe lose sight of exactly, you know, I can I can get food, I can go to the grocery store, but it, it goes beyond that. It starts at the farm gate, and uh, and I think probably Quincy has a pretty good handle on that. I mean, we have the farmer's market downtown. Absolutely. What a great opportunity for people to go buy directly from a farmer. And we have some local restaurants here that, you know, they, they publicize that they're buying local. They're buying from local uh, producers. So I think the consumer now is more engaged than ever before wanting to know where their food comes from. Is it safe? And, and how's it produced? And that's one thing Farm Bureau is really striving to do is reach out to that consumer. We're here to answer their questions right. and, you know, maybe take a load off their mind if they do have concerns about, uh, you know, what, what does it goes into my food? You right. know, and how, how does that all work? And I think a lot of people also feel like, well, all that's grown here is corn and soybeans. Yeah. That, that's not what I'm eating. But, right. you know, if you go into the grocery store and pick up any cake mix or box of any type of, you know, food that's processed at all, you'll see soy meal and, and soybean oil and things like that. That all started with a, a soybean field, maybe possibly here in Adams County. that was wow. produced down on the, you know, at, on the river. Yeah, so. absolutely. And with that comes a lot of advancements in technology. Can you talk about the importance of other ag-related fields like ag mechanics as well? You know, those people, uh, I would say like diesel engineers, I'm mm-hmm. sure they, they work closely together. I just don't know exactly how, how that goes in hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes an army to put a crop out, and it's not just the farmer sitting on the tractor anymore. There, It is becoming more and more uh, integrated into electronics. One thing that I've seen in the last, you know, probably 10 to 15 years, 
was the use of GPS satellites, the global positioning, knowing exactly where you are in the field. So right. now you can soil sample and grid sample down to uh, a quarter to of an acre. Yeah. And then when you go to apply fertilizer, you're only applying fertilizer exactly in that field where it needs to be because the machine knows to shut off and turn on based on those soil samples that were taken. So we're able to save the farmer a lot of money by not over applying mm-hmm. chemicals or fertilizer that's not needed right. and it's it's way better for the environment as well. So I think technology has has come a long ways and as in any industry it is just so rapidly changing. Absolutely. And so we do need those younger people to, you know, be involved in the ag community and there's a lot more than just putting the seed in the ground, obviously. Absolutely. How is the Farm Bureau working to attract newer generations besides FFA um and those categories. Well, one thing we just really, uh, obviously, locally here, we give away five $1,000 scholarships for students that are going into an ag-related field. And we always encourage everyone to apply. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do have to be Farm Bureau. uh, Their parents have to be Farm Bureau members. But, um, you know, because there's a lot of industry that that gets its way back to agriculture, if you look at it. So we always encourage the kids to explain how your future uh, career may impact Agriculture, and we've awarded them to you know people going to nursing school or things like that because the rural areas really need you know great health care. So Absolutely. it, uh, but yeah, it, it is hard to get uh, kids to come back to the farm yeah. or come back to a smaller area once they go away to the university. It's you know it's one of those things. Once they see the bright lights, it's hard to get them to come back. So yeah. and the nature of agriculture is just, it's just really tough for someone to start up mm-hmm. because of the large amount of equity it would take to get started in agriculture. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, when you mentioned Farm Bureau membership, can you have a passion for ag and also be a member if you're not, you know, per se a farmer or yeah, someone? We, yeah, we have two classifications. We have our farmer member that is actively involved in production agriculture. Sure. That's $50 a year. And then we have an associate membership that's $20 a year. Wow. So if someone wanted to, and, and you get uh, some trade publications and some information from us. So for that $20, it, uh, you know, you can support agriculture, support Farm Bureau. So, yeah. Absolutely. Talking about some of those students and uh, the education aspect of that. So John Wood Community College currently has a strong ag program and Culver Stockton has recently added ag as a focus. Uh, why is higher education rather essential for our region in the area of ag. Yeah, John Wood does an excellent job of, uh, you know, they got excellent facilities, excellent instructors, and, you know, they pull from a large area yeah. of kids coming here just, just for the ag discipline. So it is, uh, you know, I, I think the local education system has recognized that, and that is important. But because of the technology, like we just talked about, and things changing so much that, you know, you really need to be educated and up to speed on things. Uh, and it just, you know, if one person's going to try to run the whole farm himself, you know, he has to be an accountant, he has Absolutely. to be a chemist, he has to, you know, it just goes on and on yeah. for everything he has to do. So, and, and yeah, it's great that Culver's come on board because obviously John Woods, you just get two years out yeah. of it. And if this is an opportunity to cross the river and, and finish it up right over there, yeah. that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, do you think the ag industry is an entrepreneurial field and why? I think it definitely is. I mean, you have to be self-motivated to get out there and work in all weather conditions. And like we talked before, you're at the mercy of Mother Nature. Uh, and I and we've seen here in Adams County and the other communities, you know, entrepreneurial ventures starting up here, uh, you know, doing 
more what I would say garden type, yeah. uh, or that's what the consumer is going to think of sure. more more of edible garden type uh, varieties of things. But and they've been very successful. Like I said, it goes back to people wanting to have a connection with who's growing their food and how safe is it, and you know what better way than knowing the people that are growing it. Absolutely. How big of a team do you have with you at the Farm Bureau, and how I guess how in depth can you go with that? As far as staff, it's myself, and then I have a bookkeeper secretary, so there's just two of us out there. But I have a board of directors of 25. Wow. So it's a, it's a large board, mm-hmm. but what it is is if you look at Adams County, geographically it's large. There used to be, I believe it was one or two from every township, but sure. we have a lot of townships. So uh, that's kind of how it originated, but I like it because I have a, a, a good mix of people. I have some people that have livestock, some people that are only row crop, some people that are a little more agribusiness focused than than maybe just production agriculture. So it's nice to have that mix uh, when you're trying to make a decision, especially on a local decision, you know. What out of that mix is, um, what stands out the most to you? What 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 is something that you really get excited about when it comes to agribusiness? Yeah, I think it's just the opportunity because farming is, it can be very lonely because you spend a lot of hours out in the field all by yourself and there's really no, it's not like going to the office and then checking out. Mm-hmm. When you come, a lot of times their wife is the bookkeeper and is assisting in the farming operation. The kids are too. So there's no escaping it. It's a, it's a hundred percent all day, especially livestock seven days a week. I mean, they, they don't take any time off. You right. got to feed them milk cows. You got to milk. So, you know, I, so I think there's a little bit of an opportunity for Farm Bureau when those guys come to a Farm Bureau meeting or we go to Springfield to lobby and, and, you know, it, it's an opportunity for them to escape. They're still involved in agriculture. They're still learning, but it gives them an opportunity to talk to other people that do the same job they do that they necessarily don't. You know, you can go to the coffee shop, but that's your neighbor. <laughs> But what really strikes me uh, when I first moved up here is the size of Adams County. You know, you have four outlying school districts. So, you know, we'd have someone come on the board maybe from down around the Payson area. Yeah. And, you know, they may not have known the people they're sitting across the board table from them. It's up by Minden or Ursa just because of the geographic area of Adams County. I mean, the county I grew up in has no stoplight and a couple stop signs. Yeah. You knew everybody, almost right. everybody's related. Right. So it struck me as odd. How could these guys be in ag, be farmers and not really know each other's farming operations? Absolutely. You know, a family community is what it sounds like. It feels like a very huge family community. That's it is. Very important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what, what's one of your, or two of your most proudest moments while uh, serving the ag community? You know, I don't know whether it's a specific event um, or something like that, but I can definitely say it's getting to know the ag community. It took a while. Obviously, I said I've been here since 93. I have second-generation board members now. Their dad was on the board when I was first came here. Now their sons are on the board. And we do have a young farmer group. It's 35 and under. That kind of We do a little more social activities and things like that. Um, But I can remember taking some FFA kids to a statewide convention and you know they were 13 14 years old you know now now they've got kids that are involved in the young farmers program so it's it's amazing the uh just like i said there's not one instance you know that i can say that's my proudest moment it's just the overall you know fitting into the community getting to know people 
you know, the, the fair is always a highlight for the whole entire oh, ag yeah. community. Absolutely. We have a booth out there. We run a raffle. We raise money for our scholarships. And uh, it, it's just a, a great, uh, it's a great week out there to see old friends and make new friends. So Absolutely. Um, you know, as we start to close out here today, Sean, is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know about the ag community or agribusiness? Just that, you know, we're, we're, Doing our very best to produce an abundant uh, food supply, and it's the most economical food supply in the world. People spend less on their of their dollar goes for food than in any other country in in America, and people just take it for granted. They do. You know, you don't think I'm going to go to the grocery store and. I'm not going to be able to either A, afford it, or B, the supply's not going to be there unless it's a snow day and everyone's bought up all the uh, milk and diapers. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think that's the biggest takeaway is that, you know, the American farmer's working for the good of everybody and definitely, the, you know, and, and I think the environment is obviously we're, climate change, the environment, that's the hot topics these days mm-hmm. you know the farmer is probably the original environmentalist he lives out there mm-hmm. he's drinking water out of his own well yeah. you know it, it's to his advantage to make sure the environment is as, is as clean and and the practices that he's doing out there is best for the environment because he lives out there in yeah, it. absolutely 100 percent. well thank you very much sean i appreciate every every aspect of all this information that you have given us and our listeners today uh, a huge thank you to town square media quincy hannibal for your partnership as well. Thank you for listening. Have a good rest of your day.